Good day to all our listeners. Uh, we hope that you're all well and keeping safe and healthy during these unprecedented times. Uh, we are three psychology master students at the University of Free State. And today we are excited to tell you about possible strategies that research has shown to help university students cope with the impact of COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Satch and I'm a counseling psychology student. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Pesithe and I'm a clinical psychology student. And hi everyone, my name is Marie and I'm also a clinical psychology student. So COVID-19 has without a doubt caused much pain, destruction and loss. I think about the distress that I have personally experienced and I'm sure um, my colleagues can also relate to this. The lockdowns have not only affected our university environment, but it has also had a, severe, a, a serious or severe impact on our psychological well-being as students. And our mental health has been affected as well. Some issues that have been reported include anxiety, depression, loneliness, burnout, isolation, and hazardous um, substance use and lack of motivation. What makes it especially difficult is that we have so little control over the situation. So we have decided to focus on things in our lives which we can control and that we have found to be helpful for ourselves as university students during these challenging times. So that is why we decided to view this pandemic from a positive psychology perspective. In positive psychology, the focus is on the average person and looking at what improves human functioning as opposed to focusing on the many difficulties people experience. You see, we are hardwired to pay more attention to negative emotions. And some mental health practitioners believe that this incongruence or dissonance is because of our perceptions. So in positive psychology, the aim is to bring a person's attention, expectation and memory away from the negative. It focuses on the positive to achieve a balanced perspective. We are going to focus on five specific healthy adaptive coping mechanisms which will enable students to empower themselves to help cope with the daily challenges they face during these uncertain times. We hope to bring practical solutions to help our fellow students to improve their well-being. The first coping mechanism I would like to talk about is exercise. In one of the podcasts presented by our classmates Diego Rex, the effect of exercise on the brain is discussed in more detail. So I will be focusing more on the link between exercise and mental health. A great Nelson Mandela once said that exercise is the key not only to the physical health but to peace of mind. We have all heard about the large number of benefits exercise has on our overall health and sense of well-being, which puts more pep in our step every day. However, the extreme measures such as quarantines and lockdowns which have been in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19 disease has led to serious challenges in lifestyles such as reduced physical exercise, unhealthy diets and social distancing. In fact, researchers reported that the home confinement due to COVID-19 resulted in a decrease in all levels of physical activity and a 28% increase in daily sitting times and unhealthy food consumption. From my personal experience, being an athlete myself, I felt the impact on my physical and psychological well-being. I felt as if something was missing in my life and I knew it was exercise. Exercise has been a large part in my daily routine right throughout my life. I noticed how my energy levels were low, how I engaged in unhealthy food consumption, and how much on my phone and on the couch. After reflecting on this pandemic, I think I realized that it was okay for me to feel the way I did and engage in some unhealthy practices. 
I realized that life happens and we must continuously adapt to the ever-changing environment. Therefore, I took matters into my own hands and became creative. I started doing some home workouts and began to walk and run with my housemates. Furthermore, I engaged in breathing exercises and mindfulness techniques, which are accessible to all our viewers online on Google. I found the change I've made to be extremely beneficial and I could immediately pick up on the increase in my energy levels, my elevated mood and engaging more in positive thinking patterns. Physically, I felt healthier, I could do more things in the house and my self-confidence felt like it was back on track. Exercise is a natural and effective anti-anxiety treatment. It relieves tension and stress, boosts physical and mental energy and enhances well-being throughout the release of endorphins. Anything that gets you moving can help but you can get a bigger benefit if you pay attention instead of zoom, zoning out. Try to notice the sensation of your feet hitting the ground or the rhythm of your breathing or the feeling of the wind on your skin. Incorporating this mindfulness element really helps one to focus on their body and how it feels as you exercise. You not only improve your physical condition faster, but you may also be able to interpret the flow of constant worries running through your head. Ever notice how your body feels when you are under stress? Your muscles tense up, leaving you with your back or neck pains or painful headaches. Additional problems include insomnia, stomach ache or muscle cramps. The worry and discomfort of all these physical symptoms can in turn lead to even more stress, creating a vicious cycle between your mind and body. Exercising is an effective way to break the cycle. Since the body and mind are closely linked, when your body feels better, so too will your mind. Some of the stress-busting benefits exercise has include the release of your brain's feel-good neurotransmitters called endorphins. Although this function is often referred to as runner's high, any aerobic activity such as walking or cycling can contribute to this same feeling. It, re it reduces the negative effects of stress. Studies show that exercise treats mild to moderate depression as effectively as antidepressant medication, but without the side effects, of course. Researchers found that running for 15 minutes a day or walking for an hour reduces the risk of major depression by 26%. Exercise is a powerful depression fighter for several reasons. Most importantly, it promotes all kinds of changes in the brain, including neural growth and new activity patterns that promote feelings of calm and well-being. Finally, exercise can also serve as a distraction, allowing you to find some quiet time to break out of the cycle of negative thoughts that feed depression. Thank you for that, Sage. Other coping mechanisms which have been empirically proven to be effective, especially in the context of a pandemic, are mindfulness and meditation. The term mindfulness has been used to refer to a psychological state of awareness. The practices that promote this awareness, a mode of processing information in a character trait, it is defined as a moment-to-moment -moment awareness of one's experiences without judgment and the accomplishment of a sustained presence of the mind. Mindfulness of the self is likened to an analogy of a man who must pay attention to a bulb brim full of oil that he is carrying on his head. The man must do this before a crowd that has gathered to watch the most beautiful girl of the land as she dances and sings, and as the man moves between the girl and the crowd. He is followed by another man with a drawn sword who, if he spills so much as of a drop of the oil will cut off his head. In such circumstances, it is suggested that the man will pay very careful attention to the bowl of brim on his head and not be distracted by the crowd or the girl. With a similar quality of attention, mindfulness of the body could be cultivated. Mindfulness has 
proven to have great benefits. Some of these include decreased stress, anxiety, and depressive symptoms, enjoying life more, and self-acceptance. A simple mindfulness exercise, for example, is focused breathing. You can take a deep inhaling for four seconds, filling your lungs with as much air as possible. Then you hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you slowly exhale for eight seconds, letting out, letting out all the air in your lungs. Remember to exhale slowly and use all eight seconds to empty your lungs. Even just doing this exercise for five minutes a day has shown to be beneficial. And it is easy to remember. Four, seven, eight. Also closely linked to mindfulness is meditation. There has been empirical proof that meditation has health benefits, especially when it comes to stress reduction and other stress-related problems. Meditation is a mental exercise where you regulate your attention. You can either focus on a single object, which can be internal or external, and then pay attention to whatever is dominant in your experience in the present moment while allowing flexibility to also shift your attention. So meditation does not only involve trying to change your thinking by thinking more, rather it involves focusing on the thought itself. Using smartphone apps to perform meditation is currently an exciting area of exploration. For instance, the Headspace app. One study found that using this app reduced depressive symptoms, and another study found that using this app improved university students' critical thinking. Meditation is also proven to reduce stress and anxiety levels, leading to enhanced well-being. Thank you, Sachin Sihle. I would like to talk about another strategy which has been reported to be especially effective to improve mental well-being during lockdowns, and that's a structured daily routine. So this ties in with time management, which is further explored in one of the other podcasts presented by our classmates. Like the strategies discussed by Sihle and Satch, this is something everyone can do and does not cost anything. So a structured daily routine has long been associated with positive benefits for a person's mental health, as it gives you a sense of purpose for your day. Due to the restrictions of the national lockdown in South Africa, students' daily routines were severely disrupted. And this disruption does not only lead to a loss of productivity, but also affects your circadian rhythm, which is your body clock, which signals to your body when to wake up and when to sleep. Now, disruptions in a person's sleep schedule have been linked to many adverse mental health effects. Research done specifically on mental well-being during the COVID-19 pandemic has identified the following tips for maintaining a structured routine. So first of all, try to wake up and go to bed at the same time every day. This is the most important factor for stabilizing your body clock. Then, if possible, spend time outdoors every day, preferably during the morning, because your body clock is regulated by the light-dark cycle of the sun rising and the sun setting. If you're not able to go outside, try to spend some time next to a window where you can see the outdoors. Then, eat your meals at the same time every day. Even if you're not hungry, try to eat a snack. Also, avoid taking naps, something I definitely struggle with. If you must take a nap, limit it to a maximum of 30 minutes. Taking naps later in the day may disrupt your sleeping pattern, 
and then that can lead to you struggling to fall asleep at night. And lastly, set times for regular daily activities. These could include tasks such as doing your academic work, cooking and cleaning up your home. And of course, your daily exercise and social interactions. So in general, it is best to schedule your different daily activities to take place at the same time every day. Thank you very much, Marie. That is something I'm going to try out. I'd like to elaborate on social interactions and how important social support is during challenging times. Social support plays a vital role in well-being, most often appearing in discussions of relationships. Social support means having family, friends, and other people to turn to. Social support is needed most in times of crisis to give you a broader focus and positive self-image. There are three types of social support. Instrumental social support, which may include people such as family, friends, lecturers, or residence managers, and services such as health services, food courts, student facilities for gyms, and study. Secondly, there is an emotional social support, which entails the expression of empathy, love, trust, and caring, and is mostly found in healthy relationships. Lastly, there is informational social support, which include advice, suggestions, and information, such as this podcast you are listening to now. Social support is an important consideration for understanding the impact of COVID-19. Importantly, social support has been found to have a negative correlation with anxiety. It does not only play a vital role in reducing psychological pressure during epidemics, but also transforms attitudes around social support and help-seeking methods. This evidence proves that effective and robust social support is necessary during public health emergencies. I must say I relied heavily on my social support the past year and a half. Something we must also remember is to take time to relax and doing activities that you enjoy. As we mentioned earlier, during such difficult times, we often tend to focus on all the negative aspects of a situation. I find it interesting to read that during times of adversity, there's a boost in creativity, as we must often adapt due to the circumstances that are out of our control. This creativity does not necessarily refer to activities in the creative arts, but also to new and creative solutions to problems. The lockdowns imposed on students bring about difficult circumstances, but it also gives an opportunity to develop creativity, which then improves social well-being and personal flourishing. Furthermore, it has been found that engaging in creative expression may alleviate the adverse consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic on our mental health. We often say that we do not have time to take part in creative activities which we enjoy, using our busy schedules as an excuse for neglecting our creative selves. However, when you structure your daily routine during the lockdown, you could choose to do the activities that you feel you do not always have time for. There may be a new skill that you've always wished to learn, such as playing a musical instrument or building something, which you may now have time to take on. You could also start a new hobby or pick up an old hobby which gave you joy in the past. The national lockdowns are certainly challenging, but it also brings unique opportunities which students could embrace for personal growth and developing their resilience in the process. Wow, thank you, Marianne Sietle, for sharing your ideas. 
I have learned so much from you guys and I'm sure our listeners have as well. We as a human race have no idea when this pandemic will come to an end. However, we are adaptive beings and we constantly evolve and adapt to the ever-changing environment that we are exposed to. One of my favorite uh, quotes and a renowned psychologist named Daniel Gilbert once said, Human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think they are finished. The person you are right now is as transient, as fleeting and as temporary as all the people you've ever been. The one constant in our lives is change. We have no choice but to adapt to the environment and utilize healthy coping mechanisms to deal with all the challenges that are ever present and that lie ahead. We are here to equip and teach those who are in need of methods to cope adaptively during these difficult periods. Therefore, we have grabbed this opportunity with both hands and collaborated with the University of the Free State Strength and Conditioning Coach, Jason Carlisle. Jason has teamed with us to design a free three-session per week exercise program that will be available to all our listeners out there. You can access this program by emailing us and if you require further assistance on the program, Jason has made his email readily available as well. The email address can be found on the document we have provided with our podcast. In addition, we have included and designed a mindfulness exercise pamphlet that allows our listeners to engage in various mindfulness practices that is also available to our listeners via email. We really hope that you will benefit from this and reap the rewards. We trust that you found this podcast insightful and got something out of it. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate it and wish you well for the rest of the 2021 calendar year. And remember, stay blessed and be ever-present in the moment.